Welcome to More Than A Few Words, a marketing conversation for business owners. MTFW is a production of Brown Peck. This is Lorraine Ball, and today I have Sherilyn Juris with me. Hey, Sherilyn. Hi. I know, that sounds weird. A little bit. That's okay, roll with it. Um, And the reason Sherilyn's with me today is today we're going to talk about branding. Your favorite subject? Absolutely. Let's start with kind of the basic question. Company is an existing company. Mm -hmm. Should they rebrand, yes or no? Um, It really depends on what kind of company is and where they're at. Okay, so what kind of things should I look for? What should be on my checklist? First, you want your logo to be as legible as possible. That means when you put it on Facebook or when you put it on Twitter, um, you can read it and you know exactly what it is at very, very small sizes. You know, you had a really nice infographic, and we're going to share that in the show notes that really helped people think through that. What are some of the other things that are kind of warning signs for, yeah, you need a rebrand? Um, you need to make sure that all of your colors and all of your fonts are consistent across all the touch points. So when you have social share, you have business cards, you have any print collateral, you all want to look like that came from the same place. Awesome. And, you know, just recently we went through a rebrand and I'm kind of attached to my round peg logo. I'm not really in a place where I want to completely change what we did, but you really took our branding and tweaked it. You looked at font and color and icons and texture. As you went through those steps, what did you think about when you were refining our font choices? Mm -hmm. Uh, especially when it comes to fonts, um, we produce blogs on a daily basis, so that means we have a lot of copy. And we want to go for legible and professional. So um, we chose Proxima Nova, which is an easy go-to font that's very legible and um, also looks great when you just single out words. Awesome. And you know, one of the challenges I have with Proxima Nova is on the internet, Proxima Nova is very common, but on desktop, a lot of people don't have it. So as I'm, and as I'm thinking about PowerPoints and other things that I'm going to share with other people, I also always have to think about what's my default, uh, my default font. Default. Yeah. It should be called default. It should be called default. <laughs> it should be called default. Um, what about colors? What did you do to our colors? I think we had initially a palette of a dark blue and the teal as you see on the back of the wall and then an orange for pop or which is really great for call to actions because it sticks out and then we needed um, an additional two colors so we went with more of a yellowish gold and a purple so then that way if we do need to expand we can. I really like my new purple. We haven't had a color like that in our palette in a very long time and it really really works very very well particularly with the teal or with that orange to just kind of create some interesting looks. Icons. This is huge. This was huge for us. Definitely. Um, since we don't tend to focus on photography as much, so but we need a way to be friendly and approachable. So I thought that icons would be a great way to um, execute that. And you really had to go through because to me, I would look at icons and they all kind of looked alike. And you really went through a process of really defining some very specific details in our in our icons. That's where you can really make a unique stamp for your brand because yes, you can go online and download a full kit of icons. But if you do make those little tweaks that you might not notice, but when it's applied consistently throughout the whole set of icons, it's like, oh, these are round peg icons. And for us, it was really some subtle things like always rounded corners, no sharp edges, which is sort of our brand. Just a bit, yeah. (laughs) Yeah. And um, 
kind of the weight and the thickness so that when they appear side by side, they all sort of look similar. Yeah, that's really important when it comes to icons. You can tell when something was downloaded for free, it's like one's a little bit thinner, one's a little bit thicker, and it just kind of is mix-matched and looks not quite as professional as it could. And then the last thing, and this is something that we rely on a lot, are textures. Mm -hmm. First off, talk about where people could use textures in their branding. It's just an easy way to counteract. White space is almost always a good thing, but when you need some visual interest, when the focus is copy, textures are a good way to make, again, add a little bit of personality. I use the textures a lot on homepage of a proposal or my backgrounds on my PowerPoint slides and sometimes just to add a little bit of round head personality to an ordinary photograph. Sure. Awesome. So if people are thinking about this, where should they start? I think maybe if you are interested in um, rebranding, I would ask in your friends or family and say, so what is your impression of our brand? Do you think we're friendly, we're professional? And if they can't tell you, then you might want to consider um, investing in rebranding. Awesome, this is really great. If you've enjoyed today's conversation, if you'd like to know more about branding, be sure to look for Sherilyn's posts on our blog at roundpeg.biz and be sure to look for other episodes of More Than A Few Words wherever you listen to podcasts. This has been another episode of More Than A Few Words. Thanks for listening.